Welcome to part three of HealthSystemCIO.com's panel discussion on women in IT leadership. In this segment, CIOs Sarah Richardson, Tressa Springman, and Julie Bonello talk about how granting staff more freedom when it comes to paid time off can help build trust. The valuable lessons women can learn from being in a male-dominated environment and why technical acumen is becoming less of a priority for aspiring CIOs. This podcast is sponsored by Optum, solving real problems and creating practical solutions today using the latest in healthcare technology, such as blockchain, AI, and advanced analytics. See how Optum can make your digital transformation easier at optum.com CIO. Are there uh, ways to try to help make sure that that environment is safe? I mean, Open discussion, obviously, but uh, is there anything else you can offer? Because that's such an important point to make sure that you do create that safe environment. Any, any advice for that? Well, I think that's where we actually have a gender advantage because I can have a very honest discussion with the men who work for me, and if they feel that either they're uncomfortable with a specific conversation I just offer myself, which is, hey, I'm happy to sit in on that. Please offer to this individual if you're having a career discussion and you think she may not be as comfortable with just you to bring me along. So just making myself available, but but actually creating accountability because honestly what I've been finding is they're more tentative to have those conversations. Mm. They're scared that they might screw up and say something that further creates this lack of parity or perception of equity. So we've got to create a safe environment. And I think as female leaders, we actually have a little bit more influence over being able to do that. And for me, it's just making myself more available. Yeah. It's interesting because in the last year or so, the environment has really changed. And it's almost like some of these topics have become so delicate that nobody wants to touch them, and that doesn't make anything better. That can only maybe even set things back. Well, you know, we're fortunate, and lately all the babies being born are on the dad's side as far as our team. And so I encourage the guys, I'm like, how much time are you taking off? Who's handling your work while you're gone? And they look at me like, well, what do you mean I'm taking time off? I'm like, you're taking time off to spend with your child. You know, it's like yeah. you have to remind them that, okay, from a society perspective, but also, I mean, we, we allow the time in the company and they should take that because it's really precious time. So it's been kind of fun. I actually got some of the guys together in a group and said, you guys need to like have a little daddy users group, some of the moms in here on here too, to help them like assimilate what they're doing. So anyone who has a child under two, they get together for like a brown bag once a month just so they can share like, how they manage family and career because most of them, it's their first time babies. And I have found that that has created a really good camaraderie between the realization that when you're trying to handle managing a family, and sometimes the case you're the breadwinner, obviously, your challenges are not unique. And uh, it's been really well received by the team. That's a really great idea. And I'm sure what you found, and Julie touched on this with her experience, is that taking time off can change you. Or even sometimes, in my case, becoming a parent, I work much more efficiently now than I used to. But for me, you know, the flexibility is such an important part of my job that I don't know if I could have a a position that doesn't have it. But it's important for leaders to realize that some people are going to work differently and they're going to be able to adjust, but that it might take time. You're absolutely right. And as far as making the workplace safe, does anybody else have anything on that front, like whether these are discussions that are taking place or, or if your approaches have changed at all just because of this environment we're in now? 
Well, recently, I, I know there's been some legal changes that we've implemented, but this safe and sick leave policy in our own organization, although perhaps it was catalyzed by other reasons, it's really time every pay period that you're accruing where you can just take safe and sick leave, and it's safe from an inquiry of why you need it. So the intent is if there are folks who are worried or reluctant or don't feel safety, because sadly sometimes that happens with leadership transition, et cetera, that there are actually some accommodations in place where when you need to take that time, you go ahead and take that time and you don't owe an explanation or need to offer a doctor's note. So we would like to think that we're creating an environment where you don't need such a, a stringent backstop, but it's, it's also just a, a nice safety net. Yeah, I think we've talked a lot about family. I think what it comes down to is really building the the broader personal relationships with everyone. You know, from my standpoint, the family is just one of those safe places where everyone can get to know each other. It hasn't really been a, you know, an objective or a goal, but it was to just kind of happen that that's the one place where we can all develop trusting relationships and know that we care about one another and it's something that we all care about. So um, I think that's been a, a big focus. I thought Tressa's uh, comments about fitting into um, an environment with perhaps more of a, a male-dominated environment is, was a very good point. I was in consulting for a while, and it was a bit far back, and I, I would say it was a more heavily dominated male environment, and I, and I thought that that was really helpful for my career. And so I think that that was a really good point for women, you know, moving their careers forward to feel comfortable in different work environments, I think is really important. Um, well, and I think it's a skill. Women who want to grow through leadership, they also potentially can make the environment safe for that, right? Yeah. If they yeah. are making it safe for whomever they're working with or reporting to, they've now really created a real opportunity for themselves. Right. Juliet said that that time in consulting, working with a lot of males was beneficial. And in what ways do you think that that kind of helped you or changed your perspective? You know, it's interesting. Um, I think there were there were maybe 50 females to male, but the culture back then was very, and probably the upper partnership uh, levels were more male-dominated. So how did it help me? Um, I looked and observed a lot. I thought about what behaviors I needed to exhibit to move move ahead. And so it just allows you um, an environment, and particularly consulting, right, because you're on all these different projects all the time. So it it is a really great learning environment for you to um, figure out how to work in male-dominated teams, cultures. It was great. I think a good reminder to us is, I'm Pollyanna, so I'm always looking at cup as half full, but this is healthcare, and although at the leadership ranks, in provider settings, it really still is very male-dominated, we've got it good compared to a lot of other industries that don't have such um, a female presence, for sure, especially in the clinical yeah. space. Oh, sure. What's interesting, um, I work in population health and uh, work a lot with the care management 
areas and, and have talked with some of the women in leadership and in that area and um, what is actually trying for them. And many of them have come up through different clinical areas, nursing and other areas, and they have had less exposure to uh, working in male-dominated or mixed teams, right? And so it is more difficult to figure out how to best navigate and how to feel confident, I think. And when you look at at roles like the CIO right now, there are so many different paths that uh, can lead to it. Do you think that it is, at least over time, you know, attracting maybe a more diverse group of people as opposed to years past it being, you know, people from technology backgrounds go to this role? Do you think that we'll start to see a little bit more of a diversification? So I say yes because and we talk a lot about STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, math. I didn't come from that background. I came from operations background originally. And I've noticed the more and more, while it's important for us to have that aspect of STEM within technology, the ability to be able to really, you know, communicate and understand all aspects of operations, marketing, leadership, et cetera, that if you have the acumen to understand how technology complements the business and be a true partner, then you're seeing more and more leaders come in from either the medical side or from non-IT to be able to come in and facilitate those conversations. So I believe we're going to continue to see leaders come into technology roles that may have not had an historical technology background uh, as their first foray into the industry, especially as you start to cross industries. You know, people, there's always this hospitality, healthcare, and in some cases um, education have very similar foundations. And it's nice to be able to see colleagues be able to move and pivot into other areas, uh, bringing their skills uh, and capabilities with them into new, into new organizations. Yeah, I think. And then the question is, do you absolutely want the CIO job? There's going to be a lot of C jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think healthcare is just, we're going to see it being disrupted in the next couple years. You know, when HIT, I mean, it's such a huge field now with so many different avenues to make a a real huge difference. And I think there'll be so many new different jobs. Sometimes I just think from a mentoring standpoint, I'm just in organizational designs to help figure out how to direct people to how to define a professional development path for themselves. Because we don't know where everything's going, but to help people figure out how to put the pieces together for themselves, I think is really kind of exciting because I think the a CIO job will just be one of several uh, technology uh, leadership positions. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.